Satan is an accuser, and Satan is strong in this tactic. He coordinates our fleshly impulses and the accumulated fleshiness of those in the world today to drive people into God's judgment. Satan is strong, but the Lord Jesus is stronger. Hello folks, I'm Joel Van Hoogen, and this is The Bread of Life, a radio ministry of the International Mission Church Partnership Evangelism and its associate fellowship, The Bread of Life, in Boise, Idaho. To learn more, go to tradecpe.org and breadoflifeboise.org. We now continue considering what the Lord Jesus taught about Satan. We have to learn about this deadly foe, but let us remember that the context in which Christ taught about him was one in which he overwhelmingly demonstrated his power over him. With a word, the Lord Jesus cast out Satan and bound the cohort of demons who labored under him. Keep Christ in mind and his power in mind when you consider the substantial power of our foe. Satan has a way of drawing together all these selfish impulses in yourself and putting it all together into a systemic bundle of power and influence that governs our world and he's the one who coordinates it all. Satan uses you against you. Satan uses this system that he is comprising and pulling together called the world against you. He also opposes you directly. He deploys a cohort of demons that are so numerous that they can't be numbered in the sense it makes Satan seem to be ubiquitous. It's like he's everywhere. And all these things he works to bring us into failure and sin and to bring us under then to his accusations in order that we might be brought into condemnation and death and destruction. God, you have to destroy them. Look at what they've done. Your justice demands it. It's Satan's strategy. And he's strong in this effort. But here's the third thing I want you to see here. Jesus taught and demonstrated that he was stronger than the strong man. Jesus taught and demonstrated that he was stronger than the strong man. The reference where we find the Lord Jesus referring to Satan as the strong man is found both in Matthew and Mark and in Luke. In all of them, they give the account of a moment when the Lord Jesus considers it's there in that place that the Pharisees actually call Satan the ruler of demons and the Lord Jesus doesn't push back on it. In fact, the Lord Jesus acknowledges that he's the strong man and just prior to this moment, in this time, the Lord Jesus has sent out 70 of his followers into Israel to go around and preach the coming of the kingdom and that the kingdom of God is near at hand. And then the Lord Jesus gives them a certain authority and power. It is in his name they're given power to cast demons out of people. And they come back rejoicing that they've had that power, that in his name they've been able to cast out demons. And Jesus himself is prolific in this ministry. You read the New Testament accounts of the life of the Lord Jesus, and you'll see that over and over again he demonstrates his power to cast demons out of people. On this occasion, all of these 70 have come back, and they've brought in their train all kinds of people that have been caught up with the rumor and the story of this Deliverance of one person after another being delivered from the power of demonic bondage and they follow them back to where the Lord Jesus is and they gather around the Lord Jesus and the crowd is so thick around the Lord Jesus that Mark actually tells us that there was not room for people to eat bread. They couldn't reach into their pocket or the person pull the bread up their mouth. They were bunched in so tight to be near the Lord Jesus. The Pharisees see what's taking place. At that moment, the Lord Jesus actually heals a mute and blind man, so the man can speak and the man can see. And he cast a demon out of the man. And the people begin to say, is this not the Messiah? Hasn't the kingdom now come upon us? And the Pharisees come up with a different theory. They say, no, he's, he's doing this by the power, of, the power of the one who's the ruler of demons. By Satan, he's casting out Satan. 
By Beelzebub he's doing this. Here's what we read. Let's read it. Matthew chapter 12, verses 22 through 30. Then one was brought to him who was demon-possessed, blind and mute, and he healed him, so that the blind and mute man both spoke and saw, and all the multitudes were amazed and said, Could this be the son of David? Is this the Messiah? Maybe the kingdom of God has come upon us. Now when the Pharisees heard it, they said, This fellow does not cast out demons except by Beelzebub, the ruler of demons. But Jesus knew their thoughts and said to them, Every kingdom divided against itself is brought to desolation, and every city or house divided against itself will not stand. If Satan casts out Satan, he is divided against himself. How then will his kingdom stand? And if I cast out demons by Beelzebub, by whom do your sons cast them out? Therefore they shall be your judges. But... If I cast out demons by the Spirit of God, surely the kingdom of God has come upon you. In Luke it says, If I cast out demons by the finger of God or the hand of God, surely the kingdom of God has come upon you. Or how can one enter into the strong man's house and plunder his goods unless he first binds the strong man and then he will plunder his house? He who is not with me is against me and who does not gather with me scatters abroad. Let's look at this very briefly. They're saying, the people are saying, could this be the king? Could this be the Messiah? The Pharisees try out this other theory. No, he's doing this by the power of Beelzebub himself. This is happening under Satan's power. And the Lord Jesus' answer is simple. He simply says that what they see happening is being done by the Spirit of God or by the finger of God. God is doing it. And when the Lord Jesus here, I think, is also drawing into a picture of all that's happened through the 70 that gone out before him. Listen, if you see such a prolific activity of us casting out demons and throwing out demons with such power and such might and delivering people, and you say this is of Satan, how is it that the feeble little ideas and concepts you have of how your sons cast out demons, how are they doing it? That's how he's saying it. No, this is the hand of God. This is the finger of God at work. The Hebrew tradition was that during the Messianic age when the Messiah would come, that the Messiah would bind up Satan and keep him from his destructive works. And that was what they were hoping for and longing for. And the Lord Jesus is basically drawing upon that tradition or that idea. And he's saying, the power that I'm exerting over these demons is a demonstration that I'm the one who brings the kingdom of God before men. I'm the one who's brought the kingdom near. The kingdom is, we've learned before, the kingdom is Christ. It's in him because he's the king. And God's kingdom power is greater than the power of Satan, and you're seeing it. You're seeing it before your very eyes. I am plundering his house because I have the power to bind up Satan. I have the power to tie him up, and that's what I'm doing. That's what Christ is saying to them. John will actually acknowledge that during the reign of the thousand years of Jesus Christ upon the earth as the Messiah, that at that time he will bind Satan for a thousand years, and he will cast him in the pit, and he'll keep him from going out to deceive the nations during that time. And here the Lord Jesus, in this moment, at this time, is demonstrating this messianic ability to bind Satan and hold him back and tie him up. He is stronger than the strong man. And then the Lord Jesus reveals another statement in the statement of finalizing power of his power to rule over all history. The Old Testament prophets portrayed the picture of the end of the ages as a time when God himself would come and he would reap a harvest from the earth and he would draw out all the wicked from the earth and he would destroy them and he would bring all the righteous of the earth to himself. And the Lord Jesus basically says, he who doesn't gather with me scatters abroad. And what he's saying is, I'm the one who brings it. It's an agricultural term. I'm the one who's gathering in the final harvest. I'm the one who has control over the ages. I have this power and you can't be indifferent about me. 
If you're indifferent about me and you're not set with who I am, then you're with the one who scatters all things abroad. But I'm going to prevail. That's what he's saying. I'm the powerful one. This power of King Messiah over the strong man is also demonstrated again in that authority that he gave to his disciples when they went out casting out demons. So take your Bibles and go to Luke chapter 10. Luke chapter 10, the Lord Jesus sent his disciples out and he's given them authority to proclaim the kingdom and they have come back rejoicing that they're able in Jesus' name to even cast out demons. More than seeing people healed was this great sense of seeing demons cast out. Here we read in verse 17 through 20 again. Then the 70 returned with joy saying, Lord, even the demons are subject to us in your name. And he said to them, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. Behold, I give you authority to trample on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. The phrasing there, the term there, I saw Satan fall from heaven, actually, in the Greek, it's more like this. I have been beholding Satan fall like lightning. <laughs> The meaning is, reveals to us something. It's, they're coming back and they're reporting what they saw happen. They're reporting the various skirmishes in which they encountered different demonic powers and these different cohort that work under the reign of Satan. And they're saying, listen, in each one of these skirmishes, when we used your name, we saw these demons fly away from people. And the Lord Jesus is saying, when you were seeing that, I'll tell you what I was seeing. When you were beholding these demons fly away, I was beholding Satan fall from heaven to the ground. I have power over him. I have might over him. You were seeing yourself square off against these little demonic powers. I was in that moment. When that was happening, it wasn't you. It was my power because I'm squaring off against the strong man, Satan. And I've prevailed. And he's falling. And I'm witnessing him coming crashing down with might before my power. The power of Satan is collapsing. While you were out there putting demons to flight in my name, I saw their master falling like lightning to the ground. The saving power of Christ Cast Satan down from a strong position as being put forward at that time. You know what I believe? I believe Jesus sees the same thing in our lives still today. When we serve him, when we live for him, when we bring the gospel into dark places, when we see people who are in the stronghold of the enemy and under the power of the enemy being released from their accusation and their sin and being liberated into life and what God intends for them and being restored in relationship with God in that moment, we see Satan losing hold of his place of strength and his point of accusation. And Jesus sees Satan falling to the ground in that moment. Our brother that worked with in Megatopoli, India, Moses Undru, who has worked with his father to plant over 40 different churches in that region and now is expanding his ministry in a number of other places and he's our primary leader in ministry. His father Mohan told us how he began the ministry. He began the ministry because he lived in this little village of Megatopoli and Megatopoli was devoted to a certain god. I can't remember the name of the god at the moment. And this certain god had a witch in that village who was the god's prophet. And so she would come up before the people on a regular basis and this God was existing or residing within a big banyan tree on the edge of the village. And the God would declare that the people had to bring blood for the God to drink. And so at different times of the year, in order to get certain blessings and benefits, they would, in response to the prophecy of this witch, they would bring their animals or their goats and they would sacrifice them and pour out the blood on the banyan tree. And Mohan got his hands in a Bible. He had to go to another city and he was trying to get into another country to provide for his family. 
And he got his hands in his Bible. In these different states, they speak different languages. So he was in a state that didn't speak the language that he spoke. And so he couldn't even communicate in the streets. He was afraid to go anywhere. But he had this Bible that he had found that was in his language. And he began reading it. And as he began to read through it, he came to where the Lord Jesus, who has revealed himself to be the God of all gods and have power over all the enemy, goes to the cross and dies. And the thought came to him, the God of all creation has poured his blood out for us. The God of my village says, give me blood. And the God of all creation gave his blood for us. And there was an impulse that rose within him to repent. Oh God of all creation, forgive me for not worshiping you alone. For you have given your blood and your life for me. And he gave and he surrendered his life to Jesus Christ at the time. He went on to another country where he made enough money ultimately to get a Bible, Bible school education. He got a Bible school education. He went back to his village and now a large percentage of those in his village have come to Christ. They have a school there for a high school and they've got a, an orphanage for orphans and they've got a home for widows and they have churches that they're planning all around themselves and then they've got prayer houses where they're too small to have churches where they can get 60 or 70 together to pray in these different houses and all of this is growing out from Mega to Pali. When he went to Mega to Pali, the first person he led to Christ was that witch. And the ground where the church was and the school was, was where the banyan tree was. It's fallen down. And I believe Jesus says over those things, I am beholding Satan fall from heaven to the ground. When we carry forward the light of the gospel of Jesus Christ, we come against darkness with the light of the gospel. When we bring the name of the Lord Jesus Christ to people living in darkness in dark places and when we send the enemy running at the name of the Lord Jesus, Christ still beholds Satan fall. This has been the Bread of Life, a ministry of Church Partnership Evangelism and the Bread of Life Church in Boise, Idaho. To learn more, go to traincpe.org or breadoflifeboise.org. Until the next time, may God bless you.